0: most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Good afternoon and welcome to this week's episode of the Race Hour podcast in association with Gambling.com and kindly sponsored by our good friends at BetMGM. And be sure to check them out for all the best racing prices and markets in the industry. I'm Darren Hughes and filling in the host chair for Dean Ryan. And I'm pleased to be joined by a few Race Hour regulars. And first of all, I've got Dermot here with me. How are you, Dermot? All good.
1: All good, Darren. Yeah, no, the folks at home will be noticing why uh, Dino is not in the seat and Dino just has a few bits uh, going on and other commitments, so he, he'll be a bit looser than we've had him over the last while. So uh, won't be seeing him as much over the next few weeks, but we will see him here and there. So just everyone up to challenge, which is the first time since 2016 that we won't have him on every single podcast. But uh, yeah, no, we'll be uh, blessed by your presence a lot more over the next few weeks, Darren.
0: Yeah, you're stuck with my ugly mug. It's actually what so was trying to say in a very polite way. Uh, I am also delighted <laughs> to be joined by uh, by Gary Connolly. Is all good on your end, Gary? All good. All good. So I'm stepping in. The
2: most clueless person on the podcast is now me and not Dean Ryan. So uh, <laughs> all good. Good to be back, lads.
0: Brilliant stuff. And last but most certainly not least, uh, we do have Key and Kirby on the line. How's the punting confidence levels over the winter period? Key and you're usually streets ahead of the bookmakers, but this time of year,
3: uh, I'm on a bit just just like the weather last week, Darren. I'm on a bit
0: of a cold snap. Right. But, um, just seven weeks to the festival now, so plenty of time to, to to tune the punting before then. Fair enough. Yeah, listen, I, I'll join you on that front. It's been uh, a chilly, chilly period for the old uh, financials on the punting front. But you how having January January's nearly over, and we're heading into DRF season, and obviously then the festival as well. We we'll kick straight on, lads. We we'll look at eye catchers from the weekend. And I'm gonna look for eye catch from so what was a fairly truncated weekend of action, I suppose you could say, given the weather was in Britain. We still had decent action, of course, from Navin and Thurlis here in Ireland, as well as day three of the Lingfield Million Meeting. Uh for the weekend that's in there, we even accept one from the old weather if that was your thing. Uh, we had a few races there from Saturday. So Dermot, I'll come to you first. Eye Eye-catch from the weekend, please.
1: Yeah, look, I thought there was a there was a few only, uh, obviously based over in Ireland. Um we will discuss him obviously when we're discussing the uh, the Ryanair, so there's no point going on uh, too much about him. Uh, but look, the one that kind of, uh, as far as Cheltenham, et cetera, goes, I thought um, High Class Hero was actually quite okay. Um, there was kind of a few people knocking it afterwards. There was just no speed at all. But, you know, the Albert Bartlett is kind of all over the place at the moment. But as we're looking at horses like him, I thought he picked up quite well. I thought he went through them quite well. Um, as far as going... Towards an Albert that he's picked up some kind of crucial experience now, so that's a race that's absolutely wide open. We covered that last week. Uh would he be the one? That I be leaning sports? Uh definitely not at the odds of eight to one. But there was enough knockers that he could well end up drifting, maybe a small bit again. But I thought that it was actually quite decent what he did uh, last weekend, Darren. And uh, he'd be one that, that I definitely wouldn't be turning anyone off anyway.
0: Yeah, I saw a lot of people knocking his performance. Um, I didn't really understand it. I thought he was he was pretty. Good. He, he looks like a fairly typical do enough type uh without being uh, the classiest individual that ever set foot in a race course so high class hero there for dermo who is of course entered into the Albert Bartle. I'll give you a price update on him for, in a minute from our sponsors Bet MGM but Gary I'll come to you next eye catches from the weekend if you have one.
2: Yeah a couple for me for the weekend. Um Dr. Eggman was probably one. Hey ran in the main in behind my trunk cart. Done an awful lot wrong pulled it pulled um the jockeys arms out clocked the second last and uh, he made a he made a race, with up the up the hill with my trunk cat, who I, I think's a decent horse. So I like that performance, he'd be winning in no time. Um, the bumper, I thought William Money and Sester Chance uh, really really like both Probably yeah, prob- um, I'd probably take the Bull and to reverse that form. Uh, for me, lack of better judgment, I decided to head out to to Nafton to watch uh, that meeting in the in the mist and rain now and um William Money looked he looked hard fit, where I thought the Mullins horse there might be a bit more to come, but uh, two taken performances and just fairly booted away from the field the run in. Um, and Statler as well. I just I love the way he's gone this season. and um, it looks like an ideal prep for the national, keeping him to two and the, two and a half miles. Um, he's getting a fairly easy campaign, and I'd say all roads lead to Ain't you with him? He should get a nice weight. So hopefully he bypasses Cheltenham also some, maybe the Bobby Jones then then straight on to Liverpool and one from left field seen as we're allowed to do all weather stuff. Samir in, in the sunny south of France, a horse called Former Flags. Uh one uh, Maiden there, I think he could be above average. So he's one to keep an eye on in the in the spring months, say uh, I think he could be a good horse uh, on the flat maybe anyway, so just wonder
0: you're a disgraceful man. Uh, nice one. Good to hear it from you. Uh, Staffler, mm-hmm. I do agree. We'll talk a bit more about his conqueror later on in the show, Alahoe, but uh, it does look like a fairly standard uh, Grand National prep, keep the mark where it is, or even a, a drop a pound or two, if at all possible. High-class hero, just by the way, is 13-2 to two, uh, for the Abbot Park with our sponsors, MGM. So clear favourite there over Reading, Tommy Wrong. And uh, Locklin Willie Mullins, obviously controlling the market. Uh, as it stands, and Kean, I'll come to you last but not least. I catch on the weekend, if you have any.
3: Yeah, I echo Gary with that bumper and Lavin I thought um the front two pulled well clear. The Mullins horse was fully expected to win, and thought Barry Connell's horse showed a brilliant attitude. I think he's definitely bold number one for the future, but uh, specifically Barry Connell's horse looks like a lovely prospect. And then just going back to Monday last week, uh, Punches Turn, uh, horse Willie Mullins ran called Maureen in a bumper a mare. She absolutely bowled it up. I'm not sure if the plan is to go to Cheltenham with her. They might wait, wait for Aintree, but uh we had Faheen Fahin the machine a couple of years ago. We could we could have Maureen in the machine now. Uh, she looks lovely. Prospect.
0: Yeah, she was pretty smart. She was a drifter, I think if I remember right. I was watching that market. She was well backed all morning, and then just before the off. She, she yeah, she drifted back. on the show,
3: yeah. But she it, she won well now, in fairness.
0: She fairly defied uh defied that market drifter, right, which was, just does just show you, I should say. Uh, drifters do indeed win. So that's a few eye catchers there from the lads from the weekend. Uh, we'll move on now, obviously there wasn't a huge amount of racing uh, the weekend just gone by, although the lads have managed to pick out more than a few. So we're going to do a bit of a Cheltenham preview, the four championship races and the Ryanair, which I suppose almost is a championship race at this stage. But we'll kick off with probably the easiest of the three to solve, solveness, the, the champion hurdle key, and I'm going to come to you first on this. Constitution Hill, he looks to be fairly unbeatable despite the fact he's been wrapped in cotton wool ahead of uh, his outing in March.
3: Yeah, very difficult to oppose him. I mean he looked very good at Kempton. Um had a dirty scope recently, so we won't see him until Sheldon. I do think statement has improved this season. I do think he'll get get a, a lot closer to him. I think uh, if you can get anything seven to two, even four to one each way with three places, that's uh, each way teavery. You'd um, want to wear a of putting
0: that bed on. He would, that, he would. That, that, that's one for the shop, I think, as opposed to uh, yeah. an online account. Uh, and, you know, don't, don't don't be giving away your online accounts doing that.
3: True. Um, and Perry Pass has been disappointing this season. Obviously, a very impressive winner of the Ballymore. Hasn't looked like he's kicked on at all. You'll have to give a shout out to Bob Ollinger. I mean, he looks... I thought his run the last day Cheltenham and the, the rail keel hurdle over two and a half. That's the best we've seen him since the Ballymore. Um, looks like the flame has been rekindled somewhat there. And I suppose maybe if there was a market on the day without the top two, um, he might be an attractive enough price. Um, but yeah, I think maybe my one, two, three would be Constitution Hill State, man, Bob Ollinger.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you on Bob Ollinger, to be honest. Uh, after his win in Cheltenham uh, at the beginning of the month, he, he was one where I went, Jesus, yeah, he could drop back to two miles, no bother. He's not a stairs horse, I don't think he ever has
3: been. Mm, the, the only um, thing with, with Bob Ollinger is he's been winning like if you put him into the champion hurdle and he's gone to his head and he's kind of in that, that heat of a race it might just set him back as opposed yeah. to if they go along in week, week grade twos so they could mop up a lot of prize money that way so I don't, i'm not sure what the plan is but i just thought if, if they ran him he'd definitely be an interesting runner and he adds a lot to the race like
0: yeah being time to agree especially at the at the available odds uh derma i'll come to you next and i'll start my question with another question that a good mate of mine suggested to me last night Imperial Pass in the County Hurdle off of America one five nine. Would that be of any appeal, or do you think they should continue down the uh down the the conditions race race route uh, in the Champion Hurdle? Ah
1: uh, jeez, one hundred fifty nine. some some going. jesus you need a you need them to to Arctic Fire. Have a ten pound claimer lying at home. Haven't done nothing the last year. Uh yeah, no, no, God, no, I, I no interest in him. Um, he just looks like a horse that just hasn't done it this season. He, he could well bounce back next year, but he just looks to me like a horse now that they probably made the wrong call, keeping over hurdles. Um, and it just hasn't worked out, and that happens sometimes. Um, he just isn't as good as they thought he was. A state man's improved definitely, but his jumping hasn't. Constitution Hill's jumping is just out of this world good. Uh, Stateman's jumping isn't getting better enough that he's going to trouble. Constitution Hill. Um he just isn't as foot perfect at Constitution Hill. and that's like saying Salas doesn't quite have the control of Lionel Messi. It's not saying he's not brilliant. It's just Constitution Hill, his technique at Christmas. It's just like something I haven't seen. He's just unbelievable over hurdle. Uh this horse, no one's getting near him. And uh there's 28 races at the Cheltenham Festival that we have to worry about, so having 27 is enough, uh, so uh, being able to drop one off that list and just sit back and enjoy him, I think is more than enough, I just, just there isn't, Dean Ryan, uh, formerly of this parish now, <laughs> he said before that uh, the only thing that could get this horse off the bridle is a
0: car, and I agree with him completely. Our comments, so it was Frankl with the train, this Constitution Hill with the car, uh, Gary have we, any dis- any disagreement here for the lads, or can we, can we quickly move on to the champion chase?
2: Yeah, yeah, just move move on here. He just he just wins. Um biggest take from me from the comments there is I didn't realise Kane was such an absolute scumbag. Tipping up each way on <laughs> <with Faitman. laughs> Someone Scandless. has to put up a bet in the race. <laughs> um, I think he wrote Father statement wrong last year now. Um, they need to pop him out in front. It's the only way to give Maddie saw a sort of chance to be constitution but I just don't think he does, whatever way they ride him, but he like Send them to the front and try and get them get at it, but we'll um, chase them home. The rest will be nowhere.
1: As Gary said, yeah. though, if you have an online account and you hate it, then you back statement. But if you want to keep that online betting account, do not put that each way bet near it. Don't go near it you, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a cash bet on the day. If you are doing it, do not put that each way uh, three to one statement near, near an online account because that will be gone.
0: <laughs> no, you'll swiftly receive your marching orders. Uh, I could tell you that from from past experience. Uh in any case, we'll move swiftly on and we won't talk about the intricacies of uh scumbag each way. But in the champion chase and Dermo, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Looks a two-horse race, El Fabiolo and John Bond. El Fabiolo is the four to six uh favorite with our sponsors, Bet MGM. I should have also said, sorry, that uh Constitution Hill, as far as I can see, is a two to nine shot with the uh, Bet MGM at the moment for but for the champion chase on the Wednesday, El Fabiolo is four to six and John Bond is nine to four. They're both non runner no bet uh markets. Do you have a strong view on this? Is it a two-horse race? Can anything else get into it or, or where do you stand?
1: Uh first of all, uh good to see Bet MGM are gone non-runner no bet as well. Uh last week they haven't, so that's uh that's all good. Um yeah, I don't so I've been re- uh, watching an awful lot of racing. My poor daughter has been sick for the last five or six days. So I've been just here with her and I've basically been watching every replay I could and everything else trying to make the uh, time pass by as I was up with her at nighttime and everything else. And um, John Bond didn't fire last year in the Arkle. That's that's just uh, the simplicity of it. He did not jump. He didn't attack his fences. He did damn all in that race. If you watch the difference between how he attacks the Arkel compared to how he attacks the fences at Sandown. There's just a fundamentally huge difference. There isn't as much of a difference between these two horses. John bon has beaten El Fabiolo over hurdles as, as well before. There's very little difference between these horses to warrant a price differentiation of, i runner about four to six versus nine to four. Um, and for that reason, on the day, I probably would be swaying towards John bon. Um El Fabiolo is a very good racehorse, but... He has a massive clangor in him as well. I mean, like he 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 like every time he runs, he has a serious mistake in him. He definitely has a race where he's gonna go through a fence and not give it enough rope at all. And for me, that just leaves John Bonnet as the one horse here who can beat him. I mean, like Edward Stone, this is the the yearly Purdy Hollow still alive entry, Boot Hill, Captain Guinness, Gentleman to me, editor of the geek, none of them are good enough. Um, it's between them two, and I just don't think that there is the difference between their ability enough for John Bond to be a nine to four shot, Norman or no, no bet. So uh, he'd be where I'd be leaning towards Darren. Yeah,
0: Place well, dependent there for Dermo. Yeah, I I think I actually have the same view as you. Uh, I think if it was even a piece, it'd be El Fabiolo all day. But at the available odds, uh, it's hard to leave John Bond behind you, especially when El Fabiolo does have it in him to. Pretty much take offence with them uh, at one stage or another. Uh, Gary, I'm going to move to you uh, for the champion chase. Do you have a similar view to Dermo, or where do you stand? No, a bit against you, too, lads.
2: You know, to be honest, I think El Fabiola is just a bit of horse. Um horse. He's a bit unlucky. It's not 2 0. Um, he probably should have beaten him entry Aintree. The stake probably cost him that race, I think. Um, yeah, he's just a bit of horse. I think the only chance, John Bond, similar to the state man, is just go from the front and try to put his jumping under pressure. Like as mentioned, El Fabiolo can clatter one. Um so they are nice and positive on John Bond um to try and force a mistake from El Fabiolo, I think that's the only way he'll beat him. Um but it's just I was just thinking as well, there's some difference in the campaign and in that Henderson area between this and Constitution Hill. Like um it's obvious like Frank Berry's probably pulling the strings on the entries and Buckley just rolls over and gets his belly tickled by Hendo. Um <laughs> the white goes but um yeah it, it's good to see that. like it, it seems they're not missing a, a battle with this John Bond which is which is good to see but I think he's just really coming out second best um here and then he'll probably win. He'll stay over in the UK and win win after Cheltenham but it's just tough to see him once whatever way you dice it up I just think that cost a better horse man, and Evans is more fair here. I probably look at maybe having a few Dino Blue, just in case, I'm going Fabio. make there, they'll probably rerule two here. Mullins doesn't have anything else, I don't think, and um, she'll half and price even with the non-runner no bet concession than, than you're getting now. I think so. That'll be the only cover, I think. But yeah, Fabio, i very tough to beat.
0: Six to one, Dino Blue, uh, non-runner no bet with the sponsors, with our sponsors, I should say, uh, bet MGM. That's uh, an interesting uh, angle there from Gary. That that's real non no no betting. Um, betting if there is such a thing you know, I think anti-post bets and no no, no bet, bets have to be of a different style and that's certainly one that fits the, fits the mould for the, the latter type of bet but it does just show you I suppose with John Bond what happens when you actually have a, a strong willed owner in Nicky Henderson's yard uh, and I will come to you last of all the champion chase, uh, how are you approaching the race or uh, have you anything to add to what the lads had to say?
3: Yeah I'd agree with Gary I just think El Fabiola it's, just, it's clear as day he's just a better horse than John Bond um, the only way he can win really is if he goes in the front and El Fabiolo we know he's not the best at jumper if he absolutely belts one maybe three or four or something like that and he can't get back into the race but I just think it's uh, it's pretty simple he's just he's just a better better horse than him I know John Bon wasn't at his best in his arc, in the Arca last year but even at his best I think El Fabiolo was, was, was comfortable One would have won anyway um, I think anything a shade of odds on even on the day is a, is a great bet I think he'll um
0: It'll win comfortably again. A shade of odds on will do the job for Key and Kirby for El Fabiola, who I should again remind the listeners, he's the four to six favourite, uh, with John Bond nine to four, and Dino Blue mentioned by Gary Conley, six to one, non-runner, no bet. Move on now, lads, quickly to the Reiner Chase. Not technically one of the championship races, but is uh, probably the championship race's ugly little brother at this point. Uh, a lot of Controversy over this race is a good thing or a bad thing for the festival. Less so in the latter years, but certainly when it was introduced. But Alejo does head the market here. Joint favourites are two to, a two to one, I should say, with El Fabiolo faster slow five to two, Banbridge seven to two. These are again not under no bet prices. And and I'll stick with you for this. Alejo obviously won at the weekend. Some say less impressively than others. I think the clock was very much against him. Does he deserve a two to one favourite here?
3: Um, yeah, I suppose by merit you'd have to make him favourite, and what well, he's won the Ryanair twice. Um... Very impressively, but he is a ten-year-old now, and I think in, in the King George, like, wasn't a great King George, and you know the race was handed to him on a plate and didn't really go through it. I, I don't think he's the horse he was a couple of years ago. I think one of the the younger horses coming through um, will catch him. I thought Banbridge was impressive at the weekend, a couple of niggly jumps, um, he prove for that, but again he's very ground dependent. I mean, if the ground came up anything worse than soft, he'd be a non-runner. Um, the one I like is Stage Star. Um obviously won at the festival last year and then at the November meeting at Cheltenham, he carried 155 to win that race, the um at the Power Gold Cup. That was an unbelievable performance. I mean that that was just off top way to do that and missed the last as well and still still won easily. I think if he can reproduce that form, he'll win. Now he was disappointing the last day at Cheltenham, but that was that was on heavy ground. That's the the worst ground he's ever raced on. So um if the ground is again he might be slightly ground dependent but I think um I think he he has he has the winnings of this race 100 percent and then just one of the bigger price um I'll put up is and I'm not sure if they'll he'll run because Chely Park have Alaho and, and in Boylan, but classic getaway is a very talented horse on his day um one first time out at Turles, and then actually hit hundred to one on atmore uh, last time out over two miles seven um just got oh, remind me on, yeah, don't didn't. didn't yeah, watch the race. Look to win it the whole way around. Um, it was well back before they off. I just think they're trying to make him into a three miler, but I, I, don't think he, he don't think he's a staying horse. I think two and a half is perfect for him. Um, I think twenty five to one. Danny, Danny Mullins from the front. He'd be up there with Alaho. I think he could run a, a big race and run his ass. So yeah, stage there for me, and um, pass the getaway each way. But yeah, cracking right there. This race gets a lot of stick, but this is a, this looks like a good renewal now. In fairness.
0: Yeah, I've been trying to agree. It's it's made for some of the more entertaining races at the Cheltenham Festival in the last five, six, seven, eight years. Uh, like some of the winners do really stick out, Jeroen, de Souls, and Lane, et etc. So, uh, perhaps more than worthy of its place. Uh, in the showcase that is at the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, Gary, I will move to you next. Stage chart was for Key and Kirby and Classic Getaway at a bigger price. Do you have a strong selection for the Ryanair at this stage? Um,
2: not strong, though. Um like I'd be in a disagreement. I think this is a stink race. <laughs> to be honest, um, like Alaho, he's, he's probably the right favourite. He's he's not as good as he is. Like just a hey, just probably catching up with him, but um, he deserves to be head of the market. I think him and Staines there have just got to go out of hand. from the front, they, they they both need a lead, and um they could just cut each other's throats up front and um, with it. So I'd probably be looking to take both of them on. Um, I'd be very keen on Bambridge if the goal came up good we're a hostage of fortune with the weather on that one, like if it's if it's not good good to soft, he won't he won't even show up um, the one I think looks a spot of value at the moment, probably be filled up um, solid enough form this season, Chase home, Dynaville gave us 7 pounds he'll crank the form since and then he came in Chase home, El Fabiolo um, he's likely to head here um, stepping up and trip uh, it's twenty-five to one uh, plus on him. I think this race will cut up as well. So Phil Dohr, 10 to vote for me, but yeah, not really. I'll be looking forward to the race, but um he'd be a better by far from me.
0: Fair enough, Phil Dorr for Gary Connolly, twenty-five to one with our sponsors, Bet MGM and a non-runner no bet price. Uh, yeah, I suppose this is one of them races where if, if you find a runner, you're nearly guaranteed a value price away from the head of the market. Uh, Dermo, we'll touch on Aloha once more. Two to one, yeah or nay? Oh, God, no, no. Uh, God, I got some
1: bollockings as well on, on social media. If you really slag a uh, Willie Mullins horse, all the Willie lovers come at you. They, they, all the what lovers? Really, all the Willie lovers, as I call them. They uh, they, they all, his, all his fans. So if a horse wins at Cheltenham, particularly for Willie Mullins, you get like last season when I said that I was gonna take on allegory de Vassie, uh, when with impervious all season I had four or five just just constant tweets coming at me about it uh, same thing here Aloho was good the last day, but the fact that Stackler could could live with them so long would suggest to you that the pace was nowhere near what it was appreciated didn't at all last home uh, he just since kind of at Christmas time he's a delicate kind of horse anyway he just had run had one run too many. Um, he was nowhere near it at all. So it just ended up being just a fierce, easy race. He won it. He's been an excellent racehorse, but that injury, he just hasn't come back the same from it. He he didn't. Paul Townend after the race as well really didn't seem overly enthused. He he said something on the lines of, "If Alaho turns up well, he'll give them plenty to think about." And you're like, "Well, that's not what you'd say about Alaho a few years ago." You know, it, it would be best of luck to anyone trying to. Trying to live with me, um. So yeah, no, he'd be one. Obviously happy to take on. Um, I think Bambridge. Normally, no bet there, but bet bet MGM at seven to two. I think it's a very fair, fair bet. You're getting seven to two about a horse who I think is the best horse in the race. I was all first stage there until I saw what Bambridge did. Did the last day. I don't think there's any horse here that could live with that, particularly on his first run this season. I also think it was the strangest bit of race planning to run stage star over Christmas, Paul Nichols.
0: I don't know what Great. he was thinking. That was bizarre. Absolutely as good to have said in the parade ring beforehand that this horse wouldn't win today. Like it's good as said that this this was like a, a byproduct or, or a secondary plan.
1: Yeah so like so like why not just hang on a week or two and take on Bambridge at uh, Kempton on ground that he'd he'd much prefer really, really strange. But anyway, you get him back stage has has done has made errors like that before and ran poorly and, uh, and bounced back. But I'm just not sure how Stage Star's form stacks up against Banbridge, beating Pick Dory, beating uh Janadil, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Banbridge not long till May, who unfortunately lost in that race as well. I do think Banbridge was gonna hold him as well. So it's 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 just really strong form. We know he likes Cheltenham. Yeah, he he takes an awful lot of boxes. But again, whilst you are a hostage of Fortage, Fortune uh, uh, to the ground, that that's kind of offsetted now by it being running and bit because they're just not going to run them as they proved last season, unless the ground is right. The one unfortunate thing for them last season was the ground was probably fine for them actually on the day. Ah, uh, against day had had they just hung in there, the forecast didn't end up being as bad as it was. So if if the forecast turns and it's only getting worse here in Ireland at the moment, so hopefully it does start turning. Um, he could well. Get his ground, and I do think that Banbridge. This is just his year. I think that was just a, a beautiful bit of training to, to wait for the ground. He will improve. He's a much better jumper than he showed as well at Kempton. And yeah, no, I do think that that he's very good. I do agree with Keendo on Classic Getaway. Um, I think that that run at Tremor is forgivable. He's just a blatant non-stayer. Uh but his performance before that was really good. And Classic Getaway, he is one of those horses that's always promised an awful lot and never quite came through with it. Um, but horses like him still have latent ability. So catch him on a going day and you know, um eighteen to one there non running our no bet does look a very, very big price as well. Um, but again, he'd be a similar enough price on the day, you'd have to think. But yeah, Fanbridge, seven to two, non running no bet. Um, I've had my fill and I wouldn't
0: be turning anyone else off it either. Very right, well, good. It seems a safe enough conveyance in the sense that uh, I think they they simply will not run the horse on ground that isn't suitable. Uh, I think they're on record of saying that. So. Uh, if, if he doesn't get his optimal conditions on the day, you're pretty much guaranteed you won't have to live with watching him run on heavy ground. He goes off
1: five to two, does he? Five to two with uh, oh,
0: yeah, it depends. The, the markets are funny, aren't they? Like, is in Alaho could go off any price between, yeah, genuinely yeah. 11 to 8 and 9 to 2. Do you know what I mean? Nothing yeah, if shot, Willy has an unbelievable week, the Monday, uh, Tuesday, and Wednesday, even sorry, he could well go off short, then yeah,
1: yeah, that's very, yeah. yeah.
0: Just yeah. depend it, it. It completely depends, but I, I can't even allowing for that. I don't see Banbridge going off an enormous price uh, or, or any bigger really than the 72 that's that's available there. Uh, we will move on. there's only one place to start uh, in with, with in the next race, which is the Stairs Hurdle. Uh, Tolem heads our market here with our sponsors Bet MGM and Gary Conley as our resident fr- French racing expert. I'll ask you. Here we go uh, now.
1: we can finally find out now if he's actually properly. Is this useless? Or it, what's the story? This... <laughs> here we go now, Gary. Vive la
2: France! France! This team wins. Um, absolute superstar. Um, it's probably the best hordele since the Boncor. Probably Barracuda before that. I'd he, he, hold in that sort of regard. Now he's um, he's he's nearly unbeatable now in France. Um, big, well done for connections taken on an away game, um, before the French champion hurdle which is great to see. Um, last season's French Champion Hurdle Form—it's easy the best bit of form in the book. Um, he beat a good few of the probably the rivals he face, A couple of Irish horses, and a horse called Hermes Bay. Um, Hermes Bay is a very classy horse, and um, he puts him to the sword every time he runs against him now. If Hermes Bay was entered here; he'd be up towards the head of the betting. He's that good, and. Um, Gary, 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 just yeah. one
1: one big concern I have about Grace. So I, I did a little bit of form study last night after listening to um one of our rivals podcasts. And go a little the 122-rated horse that couldn't win it at Fontwell in a handicap hurdle, he beat Salem. Like, is yeah. that not a concern or is that just one of those things?
2: That was just one of those races. He got a very good ride from the front. He just stole, stole race from the front, they just let him go off and left him too much to do. You look at the closing fractions of that race, the um, the ground and the time he made up that ground um, to get as close as he did was very impressive. So it just happens. It's just, yeah, it was a poor ride from all those in behind Barthes when, when I got an absolute peach that day. Um, and he, like, he's improved a lot since going to France, um, and Lille, so yeah, that wouldn't bother me at all. Um, Prep race uh, might be a bit of an issue. It's probably ten on the ground in France, so he's going to have a pipe opener on uh, Mont de Marsan, I believe, is what the French say, and um, on the flat. So once that goes ahead, it can come up very heavy there. Is the only concern. So hopefully he misses that and takes an all-weather um, option. I think that that's what I prefer to see. But either way, he'll have a flat run before the festival. Um, I suppose negatives just with the price he is now is it's just going to be the way the races run. Uh, it's a totally different style he'll uh, encounter in Cheltenham. Like if this race is in Altai, he'd be odds on and it'd slap them out of it. Uh, but at Cheltenham, it's a whole different ballgame. They get racing a lot further out. So Gold Tweet last year—that's probably how he got caught out. If you watch that race, it's probably the strangest ride you'll ever
0: see. But generally in France, they don't. Gary, just... did he think he had to go round again? The young lad that was riding him did no, he think they he have to go around again like is that is that an
2: impossibility like, generally in France like they, they start racing three out three two to three out is when they they, they start properly racing they got racing a lot further out so he, he was riding a French race basically he was still holding on and they just got that far ahead of him um it was a brutal ride like there's no there's no way of dressing it up but it's um it's just one of those things it was Hopefully, um, the jockey on, on Talaam, uh, and Marzé, I think is how we pronounce his name. Uh, he's built up a good uh, relationship with him. They've only been beat to once. Hopefully, he's learned a lot from that Gold we right last year. Um, he needs to keep him in touch. Don't drop him over-exaggerated. weight tactics aren't going to work in the race. He'll be, be away from him before um, he gets going. But like, if he's with them coming down to the last they won't see which way he's gone coming up the hill. He's just, he's so much better than this on ratings. Um, has a nice ton of foot, stays, like, he's, he's, the, he's the best French horse coming over here since Barracuda, and um, I can't believe he's still the price he was. If this is a William Mullins horse, the odds be odds on. What price have... would you
3: make him, Gary, to of interest? What price would you make him?
2: What price like he should be six to four uh okay. on, on four, Like if it was Do you
3: think, do, you think, do you think he'd be punted on the day like what price there are No, no, one, I think right?
2: he drift on the day. Uh particularly we have having gold tweet last year. And uh, he's definitely one to take on. Uh I I can see the bookmakers out to get him, but to be foolish, this thing is an absolute weapon of a horse and it's it's a it's a, it's a stink enough division. Like to you But struggling to get by Drashold last year whatever about Davy Russell not being at that game like, scrambling home to beat him for second and like this thing's a different different beast to those and, and, sorry to Borle he's okay getting old there's nothing in here that touches touch this thing once um, just just fill your bootstraps it's, it, it, it's it's a point and shoot job and uh, yeah just thank me <laughs> Thursday if you see me knocking around the betting ring just come over to me and a nice point again. It's.
0: Thanks, Gary. And then we'll enjoy the Friday Gold Cup day with the wins. Easiest to ask. Very powerful words there from uh, Gary. Oh, Gary, I've heard you talk about your missus in less lone terms than you've just spoken about Tilemma. I <laughs> hope she doesn't actually listen to this damn podcast. Uh, Kean, it's going to be exceptionally difficult to top that. Uh, do you have anything to even attempt to take on Tilemma or is we, are we as well move on?
3: Yeah, what do you say after that? Jesus, good thing about went to Gary first there yeah yeah <laughs> that
0: was very intentional that that's that's what we call uh yeah, yeah. there's right ra- there's race planning there's also podcast planning uh it's where this was an accident anyway go on do you have anything to take on gary's beloved to with um
3: yeah look to wasn't good enough last year this this race looks a bit better his form seems to tail off a bit in the spring i think he's a more of a winter horse needs a bit of bit of dig in the ground i do i do like um irish point now i was very impressed with him um seven last time I thought to step up and trip he's a real progressive horse Um, he was going to be my pick but I mean if, if Gary St. Telem is as good as he is then he probably wipe the floor with Irish point but um, but the rest the English ones don't look great like Crambo beat Paisley Park but well all out to beat him Pass doesn't run Paisley Park past the champ Blazing It's it, when, you, when you look down through it it's not a brilliant a brilliant stairs hurdle um but yeah, obviously Gary's keen on Talam, i will probably back that on the day, and also um, I'm a fan of Irish Point as well, so he'd be my pick of the, the known quantities, I suppose.
0: Very fair, yeah. I, I thought myself Irish Point was uh, was interesting, but like I couldn't even attempt to make the case for him that Gary has has made for Talam, so <laughs> uh, I yeah. won't bother proffering that, that. Our lads, to be fucking just drinking the
1: fucking Kool Aid here. <laughs> Think- it, 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 look, look, it's grand, right? Tlem was beat by 122 rated yak yeah, that wouldn't win around Tremor in the summertime, right? So, as good as he could be, I'm happy to find out that he's as good as he can be, right? But a three to one, not a hope. Am I going near him? Um, Tlem could well be what Gary says he is, and I have to make the point at home. I am questioning Tlem here, not Gary Connelly. He's, he's a very good French tipster, genuinely. Uh, but as far as uh, Tolem goes. He he may as well be winning up the north of England half the time, which is like the, the 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 like gold trip was punted out of the way. I guess that that jockey gave him a terrible ride, but still, uh, Talem could well be very very good. But I'm more than happy to take him on on the day. I'll be back in Irish point. I don't think he's going to shorten a whole pile more. It would be insanity if those owners only send Tiopu. It's not big books we're talking about here. Uh. If they don't send both Irish Point and Tiopu, their mentors, Irish Point was really good at Christmas time, but there's one really dark one here, lads. And he's sixteenth one with our sponsors, but I would be taking the thirty-three to one, not non-running no bet because it's this that is his target. Noble Yates is an absolutely insane price for a stairs hurdle at thirty-three to one. The horse is rated hundred and sixty-six over fences. Uh, was good enough to finish fourth last year in the Gold Cup he's only nine years old they're targeting him at this to go on to the Grand National instead kind of mirroring Pano De who who um, who obviously won the pretense before going on to win the Grand National but there is no horse ra- here good enough to be rated 166 over fences if from maybe uh, to Talem, but I have no idea about him so I- I'm still happy to take him on but Noble Yates is a horse who has who has done so much. He's won a Grand National, fourth last year in the Gold Cup, as I said, fourth in the Grand National last season as well. If a maverick like, Paul, uh, like Emmett Mullins can get Noble Yates jumping a hurdle, again, because he only had one run over hurdles. In typical Paul Byrne fashion, he went from bumper to hurdles to fences and stayed over fences and has been winning all around them. But they're going back over hurdles now with him. This is a very winnable market and more than that there is very few uh, front runners whilst this horse kind of likes to be prominent he has won from the front in the past look down through this race here there is nobody here that'll front run the only other one this is the Ahoy um, Senor does
3: he go here does he?
1: He's the other one but nobody Yates mm. will punt him out of the way he's 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 a fine horse I Senor but he's a real hipster's pick he, he seems to get a lot more attention than, than he deserves really he hasn't done a whole lot to kind of warrant what he gets. So Noble Yates at thirty-three to one, lads, if they get him jumping a hurdle well again, is more than good enough. And he's a monstrous price. He's absolutely a monstrous price for a horse rated
0: a hundred and sixty six. He really is. Noble Yates for German Nolan. It's an interesting uh slightly left field pick, I would say. I know he was very, very He runs in the Cleve
1: hurdle. Sorry. He runs in the Cleve hurdle on
0: Saturday. So we'll know a lot more after that.
1: But the fact he's even going for that, he's 8-1 to one for that, which is a terrible rate, which is also a bet. But he wins that. He goes much, much shorter, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're 100% spot on. I, I know for a fact he was exceptionally well-fancied over the Christmas period, uh, down in Limerick, over a trip probably too short. And I'd say maybe he didn't have enough use made out of him on the day either. I assume Sean Bowen will be back in place this weekend as his, uh, his confirmed rider. But... We shall see one race left, lads, to, to to uh finish out the show, and that is obviously the blue ribbon of the week, the Cheltenham Gold Cup, where Gallopin Deschamps is the even money favourite with our sponsors, bet MGM, non-winner, no bet, of course. Uh faster, slow, seven to two, Jerry Kalam eight to one, Press eight to one after his victory at the weekend. And we can discuss them all as, as long as I'm keen. I'll I'll go to you first. Do you have a, a, an outright fancy in this? Is Gallopin Deschamps, untouchable? Um, or do you fancy another you know, one behind him in the bed?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. If if Gallop and the champs, uh, um, the leopards Run or last year turns up, he'll he'll win this hands down. But it's a very short price for a Gold Cup. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot in this Gold Cup. There's not. There's not two or three to beat here. There's six or seven to beat. Like um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take even money about him. Bit of a sketchy jumper. Um, I just thought the last day, possibly. I don't know. It was a massive winning distance, but. I just think when he won the Gold Cup last year, it took him two runs to get over that, and I just think he put in such a big performance at Leopardstown. I think he might have peaked too early this season. Faster um, Slow is beaten in the last twice. I mean, five to one. He, he's not without a chance. Shishkin probably should have won the King George. Uh, has a chance. Jerry Kalam has gone out to a massive price. I mean, he was three to one prior to the prior to Leopardstown. He's, he's as big as fourteen to one on, on the exchange. It's a, a huge price for him. If, I mean, if he can win next time out, he'll he'll shorten significantly. Lampres was impressive at the weekend. Huick's not without a chance on good ground, and then you're getting down to brave man's game. So there's, there's a lot in this. Even Nassalam there was impressive in the Welsh National. There's a lot in this uh, in this Gold Cup. I think uh, even money is is a terrible price. I think you'll get I think you'll get at least thirteen to eight on the day. Um, I. Who would I be siding with? On on value but on the grounds of value, I I'd, I'd probably be going with Jerry Kalam. I think he he still has potential. I mean, if he didn't run at Leopardstown, he put a line through that run. He'd be he'd be four four to one second favorite. Um, you're just forgiving him one run. Um, the extra distance would suit him. If the ground came up soft to heavy. You know, you'd be all over him. And I think in for if you're looking for value in the race, um, he'd be the value pick for me.
0: Yeah, Jerry Kalam for Keen Kirby, who thinks the favourite is uh, a little bit too short at the available even money. I think I'm inclined to agree, uh, and you're probably getting an inflated price in Jerry Clum, who is a much bigger price uh, in, in certain places um, than with Ben and Jim, who are taking the safe option with him. Uh, Dermo, I will come to you next of all the Cheltenham Gold Cup on Friday. Uh, do you have a strong view in the race as of now?
1: You're Sorry, Darren, Darren was uh, stuck on mute. Um, it's, the, 20, it's 2024,
0: Darren. This whole stuck on mute thing, you'd think you'd have learned your <laughs> lesson by now. But that's anyway, going.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Um, <laughs> The Gallop in the Deschamps, in my opinion, if he turns up as he did at Leopard Sound, he's very hard to beat. I mean, that was one of the most monstrous performances I've ever seen. Last year's Gold Cup as well was just brilliant. I mean, he kicked... He kicked a brilliant brave game out of the way. A brave game who came there and and fired every bullet he had and still came up short. Um. So Gallopin des Champs, he's miles clear. Uh. Faster slow is very interesting, but he's probably beaten under the weather. Galopin des Champs now twice. He he still shouldn't be writing him off like I maybe sound like I am there. But just it's it's seven to two here here with our sponsors. I I, I just couldn't be vindicating taking on Galopin des Champs with that. Jerry Clam for me doesn't jump well enough uh, to get near a gallop in Deschamps. I love Jerry Clam, but just his jumping leaves too much to be desired. Long press should improve, but I don't know. I, I don't think protectorats all that. Um, Shishkin's grand, but like he should have won the King George. I know he didn't, but a Gold Cup a completely different story. Brayman's game is the same. Um, Uick, he'll run his race, Gentleman's game. He would too. Cork Ramber, I imagine he's probably going back for the ultimate again. Why wouldn't you? Um, Royal Pagai ha- hasn't been good enough. The one I think each way who is a bet here is Nassalam. Um, to do what he did off that weight in a Welsh national is absolutely ridiculous. And Steve Jones over Christmas, he tweeted out that the last five horses before Nassalam to win the Gold Cup, carrying 11 stones, 6 pounds or more, were Elegant Escape, Native River, Synchronised, Master Oats and Carvel's Hill. Three Gold Cup winners and one other horse who, who probably would have as well. So bar Elegant Escape there, you've got proper Gold Cup caliber of horses were the only ones who were capable of carrying a high weight and winning like that, winning a uh, uh, Welsh national. But not only did Nassalon win that race, he devoured them. Um, he was fences clear. So 25 to 1 or so, non runner, no bet, he'd want it probably like a bog again, but that's not beyond the realms of possibilities But how mad the weather is nowadays. And something like that flying over the top laid on, there is just, there's a, just somewhat similar to what Native River did and the way Natslam did that. And at 25 to one, he definitely is nowhere near as classy as the front few horses I mentioned, but he might need to be. He could just need to be a stayer like a synchronized was on the day. And a 25 to one, I've kind of talked myself in here into a bet on NASLAM, I didn't start this preview thinking this, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm back in Nassalam. Yeah, there we are.
0: You've sent shivers down the spine of hundreds of thousands of punters who are looking forward to the Friday. They've had a long week. They've gotten, it's pissed rain. They're drenched in rain, sweat, tears, blood. Everything else comes to tell the festival. And all they want is an even money shot to get out. And you're talking about a 25 to one yoke coming out of nowhere and storming up the hill to chin chin, uh, galloping this shanty. He'll (laughs) send grown men home in tears Dermot, that's what you'll do. Uh, But Naslam is an interesting one, all right for sure. He wouldn't be the first uh, horse to go from a Welsh national win to a Cheltenham Gold Cup. Uh, Certainly not even the first this century, so it's a a well worn path and he is definitely one that's on the upgrade. Uh, Gary, last call to you for the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Do you uh, agree with anything the lads have said? Is Galloping the Chance a moral or are you somewhere in the middle? Um...
2: He's the most likely winner for me, but it's just a stinking price, isn't it? Uh, couldn't be entertaining at that. He's gonna be bigger on the day. I suppose this whole market is not a whole pile of value And the current each way terms. are gonna get bigger on the day as well. Um it was a hard enough race. He won it easy, but I think it would, it would have took a lot out of him to run to that sort of uh, form that he did. Um but if he gets there in similar enough, not even um, where he was at Leopardstown, he'll be tough B. Um Fast or slow. I heard he's going to take on El Fabiolo as his prep for this at the DRF, so two-mile spin. Um, Michael Brasel is a genius with a horse, um, so it's interesting he's going down that route. He is 2-0 with him, but there's been excuses for galloping the champs both times, I think. Um, like He can give a, a, a chance to a whole host, probably, if you... If, I was forced to have a free bet or something to be looking at gentleman's game uh for Mouse Morris. He's likely probably to head straight there. He's a good target trainer. Um so you'll have him spot on on the day. Um but again I think he might even be bigger on the day as well, um, more terms. So but he's the one at the moment that was forced to have a bet. But I think Gallavin Deschamps most likely winner, but can't be entertaining at that price.
0: Yeah, it's probably hard to see him getting much shorter. No matter how good a week Willie Mullins has, it is difficult to see him, especially if faster, slow does run, who's conquered him twice. Like he, he can't go off 8-13 to 13 or 4-6 uh, in a race with faster, slow, Jerry Long Press, etc., cetera, etc. In any case, that brings us to the end of this Tuesday show with thanks to Gambling.com and, of course, our sponsors, BetMGM. All prices available on their website now. Uh, we will be back Thursday to look at the weekend's action, which hopefully will be less impacted by the weather uh, than the weekend just passed So, until then, gamble responsibly and we'll chat to you very soon. Relentless, remorseless, Star submission.